You're listening to Rocket Night. Hi, Cherise. This is Lester Chambers of the legendary Chambers Brothers. I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for caring for musicians and letting the whole entire world know we rock at night. would like to go through each song and talk about each song in the album and of course the video which I guess has not been I don't know out there officially I, I saw it but it's not out there yeah, no yeah it's not released it's yeah. yeah it's going to be released in January we actually just talked to Nate we just solidified a premiere for it but um we're waiting to hear back from a few other different uh magazines to figure out who we want to ultimately go with. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out the first, the target right now is the first week in January mm-hmm. is when we will be releasing the official, um, the official music video for Riches. Also was self-produced by us. The whole video was filmed yeah. by ourselves. We film everything ourselves yeah. as well. Yeah, I figured that out because I saw your bass player, uh, Brandon, he's yep, into yep. photography. So I, and I also recognized some of the places it looked like you filmed well let's talk about the video look it looks like you filmed in some uh i don't know buildings that are all you know in detroit graffiti buildings uh and also the dunes that is it isn't that the dunes in lake michigan yeah yeah yep silver lake sand dunes yeah that's where we yeah. did that first uh little scene and then um the yeah, the majority of the video, well, majority of the beginning, almost a half of it was done at the at the sand dunes, and then the rest was filmed. Uh, parts were filmed at an abandoned church in Detroit, one of the most mm-hmm. popular abandoned churches in Detroit, awesome building. And yeah, then, um, really which we kind of used as, I know it's kind of ironic, but we used it as our, kind of our hell base, kind of in a way, where we wake mm-hmm. up in hell, and, and then we also filmed, and we the other shots, the live shots, and the the end scene where we're, uh, the firing squad is on us, all of that is, was done in different locations because that's all done with, like, you know, with special, you know, we did different lighting and we were in, like, mm-hmm. a, a big area. Like a whole barn. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. It's amazing what you can do with so little and make it look like it's something legitimate. Well, uh, just like the dunes. I mean, a lot of, I'm from Michigan. A lot of people aren't aware that there's dunes up there and it looks like, let's say, the Middle East or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. When you're filming well, that it. desert feel, and that's what we had our, at our disposal, so we were like, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, kind of the half masks and the steampunk attire made me think of The Purge. I'm sure that was what you were kind of going for? Well, yeah, a little bit. Go ahead. A little bit. Uh, a lot of it came from, honestly, my bass player and I were, like, huge Mad Max fanatics when that first came out. And then, like, uh, it just, yeah. we're all a bunch of nerds. 
So we just kind of compiled a bunch of things that, like, oh, we like this, like, Fallout, the video game series and everything. Just what can we do to make ourselves look like giant nerds? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we ended up coming up with. But, yeah, The Purge is definitely in there. Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Fallout. I'm trying to think of what else. I, there's so many I can't even <laughs> off the top of my head begin to name. We just kind of wanted to do what we thought was kind of fun, and we kind of liked it. We kind of liked developing a character and developing a... Because we're all such theatrical people as is, so um, it's fun to be able to write music and then have a character kind of that we get to act like in a way. Because we dress like our characters in a way, a uh, variation of them when we play live as well. Like Halloween, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening to the EP, California, I wrote down, starts out slow, piano, very bluesy, and then it goes into the song, which you made the video for, which is called, If You Wanted Riches, Honey, You Should Have Married a Doctor. And I would listening to it is very aggressive you know relationships and stuff and i guess post i don't know post-apocalyptic filming does it go with that uh i don't know <laughs> what's what's your opinion it's uh it's, it's all based on a story the entire ep and uh this next coming ep that we're doing is all uh it's all story themed it is kind of relationship based just because I'm trying to take aspects of what I'm writing in my lyrics and everything mm-hmm. applied to my real life. Obviously, I don't live in a, a post-apocalyptic world, but uh, it's just it's taking something that may have like happened to me and just amplifying it and exaggerating it and putting it into these things that are happening to these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of good lead guitar riffs in there. Uh, like the drums too. I know you're you're a drummer. I'm a drummer too, so I appreciate that. Uh, I notice in a lot of your music you have a lot of dramatic pauses, and the vocals are kind of with a lot of reverb, kind of um, Trent Reznorish maybe. Uh, are you influenced by Nine Inch Nails, perhaps? I do. I do like Nine Inch Nails. I like Nine Inch Nails a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm really into like. My biggest influences are My Chemical Romance and Slipknot, mm-hmm. uh, but I am definitely into the industrial style, like Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch, mm-hmm. Rob Zombie, all that stuff. I love it. I, I picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I noticed even in Strike Force Eagle 3, you start off with kind of power chords, 80s sound, but then you go into full force, pop punk, you know rapid drum beats, howling, screaming, and then you have the dramatic pause again. I put down, that's the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> he does that a lot, Trent. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a nice variety there, and it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, the, the first EP that we wrote, we actually wrote that without the... Uh, character and the brand idea of having these characters in mind. We've been sitting on this EP for about a year and a half now, so the, the first one. The first one has been done for a long time before we released it, and we we kind of had to start this story and work this story in around the CD. The first EP was just an experiment and kind of a showcase to like, hey, here's the different stuff that we can do to kind of put us on the map without us really knowing what we were doing. And it turned out to kind of still have a really cool sound that it seems like a lot of people have liked and fell in love with and kind of have reminded them mm-hmm. of an old school. It reminds them of something that we like to say is 
a lot of people, when we ask them, they say that we remind them of their favorite band. And something that Gage just said is, you know, when we write our music, our new music especially, we're trying to be our own favorite band. You know, if we like our own stuff, mm -hmm. I'm saying that in a, in a cocky sense in any way. We want to be able to do. Yeah, we got to love what we want. And if we are really feeling it, hopefully that will translate to we want to write stuff other people will like. The way I look at it is, you know, there's a million other people that may, you know, think like I do and think like we do. And I may not know all those, you know, all of the people. But if I can write something that I myself am a fan of and I'm proud to put up and be like I was a part of this, then I know other people will be like, this, you know, this is tolerable, this is good, I like this, I enjoy this. Well, you know, it's funny, I, the, the song California, that's the slow one, it has the piano and the bluesy. It, it's really unlike all the other songs in the EP, but I actually really like it. Yeah, yeah well, actually, um, it's a nice little break, Yeah, uh, the chaos. Yeah. yeah. See, originally, like I said, when we wrote this, it was kind of an experiment, and we kind of wrote in a way, if you kind of look at our CD, it kind of starts from heavier, heavier-ish. I mean, it's not like it's crazy heavy, but it has aggressiveness, and it slowly gets kind of more and more um, lighter, and it kind of shows all aspects of what we can do. Now, with our second EP, now that nobody's heard yet, mm -hmm. is a solidified... Sound. You know, it's more mature. It's very mm -hmm. mature. It's mm -hmm. a lot different. This first EP was just something to more or less experiment with and get out there to test our sound. Because when we first started this band, we um, we had some member changes and we actually got rid of the, um, we parted ways with the actual founding member of the band and uh, one of the founding members of the band, Gage, with the other. And then um, our bass player and then myself, Gage, and our guitar player, Nick, took almost, I don't know how many months, six months to, probably six months exactly, to figure out what we're going to do, what kind of sound we want. So we had to start all over because we got rid of the primary songwriter uh, and we kind of had to take a role of like, hey, we need to make this us. What is the new Banshee pilot? And then that's what that CD turned into. But now, when the second EP, now all these visuals is kind of tying into that. So everybody's starting to see, you know, what we do. We just have a lot of fun. I mean, they, I mean, realistically, we have a blast with what we do, and we love what we do. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so, you know, people might say, you know, you know, oh, are they selling out because they're doing radio, some radio stuff? Are they doing this? And, and the answer is no, because we enjoy every aspect of music. Like our biggest, one of our biggest influences from all five of us is literally Slipknot, and that has nothing mm -hmm. to do or nowhere near our style of music. But the, but we uh, respect their image. Yeah. Uh, representation of what they're trying to portray through their lyrics and everything it, it all has depth and it all has meaning to it and you know i think like now especially not to say that there's no music with depth and meaning but it seems like a lot of music is lacking that uh, as opposed to like music that came out in like 2004 mm -hmm. 2007 all like the emo man quote unquote yeah we want to be the next my chem i mean we're not trying to cover that up at all we want to be the next my chemical romance and mm -hmm. and we want to be able to really impact people, and we feel like we do have that potential. It's just a matter of working hard and getting our music to, uh, getting it out there, because we know when we get it out there, people will, and people really like it so far, and we're very blessed, and we, we can't be, you know, we're just so thankful that everything is finally coming together here. So even talking to you is an awesome opportunity. We really appreciate you wanting to reach out to us. It's awesome, and we love we love every minute of anything, talking to anybody, whether it's one person, and, uh, an interview, a magazine, a big artist, a big producer. That we treat it all the same because we just love what we're doing. 
I can hear that. I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice and everything. And uh, anybody that looks at Rock at Night knows I have a soft spot for Detroit bands. That's where I grew I grew up. I spent my childhood there. I grew up there. I'm in Florida, but I have, a, like I said, I, my history's from up there. And so I, I appreciate the Detroit rock scene. And uh, I wanted to hear a little bit more about how long you've been together because you said uh, you've had a shake up with a lineup. Can you tell me, can you fill me in how long you've been together? Yeah, uh, I got together with a friend of mine after a previous band of ours had broken up. And he approached me with some material that he'd been working on. And, you know, he's kind of like, I think I want to do something with this. And I was like, yeah, oh, absolutely. So he and I wrote an album's worth of material. And uh, we went to record it with Anthony, actually. And then upon recording it, Anthony was like, you know, I like this. I wouldn't mind playing for the band. And he brought on board our other guitar player. And uh, it was just the two of us for probably four months, four or five months. And then when we got the full band together, we were all together for probably about another three or four months on top of that. So uh, we had a good little run before things like uh, a lot of personal issues took place, but it was a lot of uh, substance abuse that happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, just things that I... With none of with none of us, yeah, to be no, clear. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's why we parted ways with with the original member. Was, I hear you. It happens. Yeah, being people that wanted to make a, a possible career out of this, or like just do something, and like I, I'm all about having trying to have a relatable message or a positive message over everything, and uh, that whole you know abusing substance wasn't fitting into that, so it came down to we're gonna have to part ways with the people that that's, are causing these issues. It's kind of hard to have a good work ethic, too, if you're oh, yeah. using uh, substance. I mean, it becomes, you, you know, yeah, you, it becomes you, us trying to drag around uh, the dead weight. And not to sound brutal, but that's something that we weren't willing to do. As well, you guys are serious. You know, you've oh, made yeah. a decision oh, to, to make this work. And uh, out of curiosity, uh did you picture yourself as being a professional musician when you were growing up? Is this something you always wanted to do? I have wanted to be since probably about 2004 when my Chemical Romance released Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I was like, I want to be this when I'm older. Yeah, and as far from my perspective, um, I actually, I, I always was, I was, I'm the only person in my family that has any sort of musical ability whatsoever, so... I never really had any anyone to encourage me or to show me the ropes or anybody that was trying to become a musician. And then I developed into more of a producer. And then when I had the chance to record Gage and Ann, uh, Andy when we when they were first coming to record with me, that's when I decided again. I'm like, you know what? I really do want to be in a band. But to go back to your initial question, realistically, we like to say that our band kind of um, started over it was it was a we started over after um, uh, the we got rid of um, our other two members our original two members so we got rid of them and um, that's when we started the band over which was I remember like it was yesterday it was you know it was October 2nd it was actually Gage's birthday we played Gage's mm -hmm. birthday show and it was a 
and then we um it we, was a mess. It, yeah it was a mess so it, we we've we we like to say that we've been around for you know a year and a half ish year mm-hmm. to a year and a half has been really the banshee pile it being the banshee pile that it is oh, today yeah. it hasn't really changed since then because it's primarily been myself Gage and Nick through this yeah. whole thing we did and a lot of soul searching I guess you could say yeah. we mm-hmm. found out what we want to be what we want to do we really just started taking everything completely seriously. Well, it sounds like you had a rebirth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's totally. I mean, and you had to decide what you wanted to do as a band, where you wanted to go. And uh, also, like you said, the maturity of your music. It, it, a lot of a lot of a band is just the chemistry between the, the people involved. You have to get along well with them, and you got to put egos aside. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was another problem that... Uh, we had with past members, and it's just, you know, a band is like a family. Yeah. Like, I'm sure any touring band, you know, you're with these people all the time, and so you, you're going to disagree, you're going to get into arguments, but just it, everything is fixable if you are willing to make it fixable, and you need a group of people that are willing to admit their faults and be, like, willing to change something that's hurting what you're all trying to accomplish, and we had people that weren't willing to do that, so that causes the problem. Do you all have day jobs too, or are you full time musicians? I work two jobs actually. Yeah, most most people yeah. I know do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Gage Gage and Tim uh, both uh, both work um, uh, well separate jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick has a, a, a job, and, and then uh, myself, Anthony, and uh, Brandon. We are freelance. I I own my own recording studio, so I do production work. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon is a freelance photographer, videographer, so that is what he does as his profession. Aside from us being, you know, working towards this, we've kind of put all of our, all of our eggs in, into this basket, which is our band now, and it's 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 starting to pay off. We're starting to see a lot of um, all the hard work we've put in, especially myself, Gage, and Nick. Being from the beginning, we've uh, we've all we're starting to finally see. We're starting to get label attention. We're starting to see a lot of. Everything we've been working for is finally coming together. So that's why it's, it's really satisfying that it's all happening. But at the same time, it kind of drives us to, um, to get better. You know, at our show, actually, just the other night, we had the owner of a very popular studio around this in, in Michigan called 37 Studios. He was running sound for us, and he came up to each of us individually uh, saying how incredible we did, which was very humbling. And oh, yeah. but he said one mm-hmm. thing to to Gage, um, which was Gage can tell you, which he, was yeah. He, he told me in a nutshell, I expect nothing but greatness from you guys. And he said, don't let me down. So to me, that says, all right, I gotta you know, kind of shift into gear and mm-hmm. not let him down. And we take that as like, you know, what if what if um, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park came up to us and, you know, Lincoln Park's obviously a huge influence, or Corey Taylor came up to us and said something like that. You know, if anyone who says something like that, it's, uh, it's kind of, it drives us because we're like, okay, we're working hard, but we got to keep impressing because we don't want to ever let down anyone. Because our live show, we take pride in our live show. We want people to come see us and have literally a blast coming to see us. We don't want it to be like, oh, we'll just go watch this band we want it to be like, okay, these guys are playing today. We got to make sure that that's on our calendar. That we got to go watch them because it's like a, it's a night that people don't remember. That's what we try and strive for um, the best we can. With you know, aside from not having huge production. 
options yet and they, mm-hmm. you know all this kind of stuff so we just try and break we have a special we try energy steal, we try and steal the show every time and i mean that in the most humble way possible mm-hmm. but in a business like music where you have millions of people trying to do this and trying to make it and trying to break through into the industry you have to you have to take pride in your ability to perform live and i we all take serious pride in that we work very hard to maintain that well, it sounds like the pressure is on when somebody pats you on the back and gives you their blessing. Oh, it's, yeah. it's almost like a parent. You have to not let them down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that should, be, that should be rewarding and inspiring at the same time that you need to keep your game up. Don't let your guard down. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. That's why, that's why we're here tonight. We're actually recording more to our second... CD. We're almost done with it. We got one more song to do. We're going to finish that up tonight, and then, um, then yeah, we're we're filming again on Sunday. You know, we're still doing. We just keep plugging away as best we can. You know, that show kind of every time we play a show, it always it always uh, makes it more exciting for us because we it gets us more driven. Not that we already aren't, but it, it just boosts it a little bit more because you see that every show we do has gotten better and better and better, and that the reactions have been better and better and better. And so we want it to continue to be better and better and better mm-hmm. as opposed to just stay stagnant or fall short of what people are expecting. Because each time we play somewhere and may meet a new fan or meet a bunch of new fans, we want to make sure that even our family, even our family to tell us, hey, you guys killed it this day even better than you did last time. That's an improvement. Because even you know somebody like that who might not know music that well is still able to pick out like, wow, okay, they made a, they put on a good show whether they're my kids or not. Mm-hmm. or my brother, my sister, th- that's still somebody up there that I enjoy seeing. And, like, you know, I, I remember at the show yesterday, I saw Gage's sisters right in front row just watching us smiling, and it was the great, it's the greatest feeling in the world seeing people genuinely like our music. Oh, and yeah. now mm-hmm. we're finally releasing all this stuff that we've worked on, so we hope that that trend continues with people all over as opposed to just around this area. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what we're really hoping for is to start to well, create that sense of relatability. Let's talk about expansion. Uh, any thoughts or plans on touring outside of Detroit, maybe even Canada, since they're close by? And uh, we are honestly, we're we're in that phase right now where uh, we are finishing up our content and everything. We have everything that we need, and we're just kind of waiting to see how things go for these next like two months, maybe, because there's a lot of. Uh, factors that will determine when we can tour or like if we can tour because uh with us having you know our own jobs and having to have that because this isn't our career right now none of us want to put ourselves in jeopardy to fail in our uh personal lives you know mm-hmm. it's, so we have to, it's a big decision a lot of a lot oh yeah yeah a lot of people there's so many good bands that I know and everybody's working the day job and then playing the music at night and they can't take off a week or two. Yeah. Because they need the money. It's hard. That's for sure. And we definitely, we're trying to be smart. You know, we're not trying, we live in a, I say this to the guys every time we live in a, a, a media world, social media and online world, you know, to where, we would rather take our time and, and utilize the ability that we record everything ourselves, both visually and audio, and release that and gain a fan base on the web before we start just jumping around trying to play here and play there. Because we don't want to play 
uh, essentially right now. We don't want to play a lot of shows around this area because we want it to be special. We want you oh, to. Yeah. We don't want to play a week and then next week play another show and the next week play another show. Then it takes away from the uh, the fun and the excitement of like, oh man, I'm going to go see Banshee Power today. Uh, the Banshee Power is playing uh, next, you know, next month. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure I can go because I don't know when they're going to play again here um, for a while. You know, a couple people were real, you know, they were bummed, but they were also really excited that they were going to see us in February um, because they didn't know we had that show until we told them. And then they thought, okay, well, when's the next time I'm going to see it? But now they know, and they were all super excited. We like doing that. We don't. We like playing. When it comes time to touring, obviously, that's much different because that's playing in a different yeah. state mm-hmm. or location every single time. So you're reaching new people. But to play locally... Every all the time, week. every week kind of takes away from the... It, it, it makes it not special anymore. Yeah. And I want every time we get up on the stage in front of people, for me personally, because I consider it very special to me, because, you know, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. I want it to be as special for the audience as it is for me. And if you play in front of the same audience multiple times a week, it kind of it takes away from that. I tend to agree with you. Uh, you want to build a momentum. You want to keep the excitement high. And... If people see you too much, your old hat, and they don't, they stop going to the shows. And so if you just sporadically make an appearance, like you said, you're building up into a big event. And people, people are more apt to go. Yeah, that's, I tend to agree that it's, it's funny. I, I have this, uh, thing where I see a lot of bands that are so-called local bands even in my area I'm down in Tampa Bay and they're old hat we see them all the time but they're special if they go up north or they go overseas whereas Detroit's the same thing the local scene there uh, everybody kind of just gets tired of seeing everybody but if you were to come down to our area or let's say go to Austin or New York or whatever you're the new kid on the block and everybody wants to see you oh yeah uh-huh. yeah we have a we have a very big scene here too so it's nice uh, but even even with as many bands as we have in the Detroit scene they still uh, you'll find promoters and bookers around here booking the same band over and over again. I noticed that. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just something that can't really be helped, but we're trying to, you know, stray away from that. You know what I noticed, too? It doesn't seem there's as, there's as many venues as there used to be, let's say, 10 oh, years ago. Oh, there used to be so. a ton. When I first yeah. started, I, I joined my first band at uh, 14 or 15 years old, and uh, there was there were so many venues, you could play a different show every night of the week at a different venue. But now there's like maybe five that we are like regularly hosting shows, and that people can afford too. I mean, yeah. it's not like everybody can go rent out the Fox Theater and be able to draw five thousand people and then spend five grand just to rent out the location. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, that's the hardest part is is again the the venue issue. But that's what's also cool about um, you know online being so popular because then you're able to build up, uh, you know, with, with us, especially with our content, you know, we try and make movies. Not only do we just try and make music videos, we kind of try to make a movie that people can watch, a short film. And then that way, when we do get the chance to play, and hopefully down in the future, hopefully we, we end up with a label that's very supportive and, and sees our vision of wanting to be, you know, we've had a few people compare us, again, people compare us to My Chem a lot. People compare our theatricalness live 
and the ability, the potential to what we could do live to a 21 pilot, very live energy, mm -hmm. a panic at the disco, very theatrical type um, a, a group, stuff like that. That's what we want to do. We want to sound better live than we even do on our CD. We want people mm -hmm. to come out and we want it to be a show. It doesn't. We don't want you to just come watch some five dudes just up there playing. We mm -hmm. want to we want you to be involved just as much as we are. We're trying to make it more than just a band. Like, if you don't like our music, maybe you'll like all of our uh, imagery, all of our content. Maybe you'll think that's cool. If you don't like that, then maybe you'll like the music. If you don't like either, maybe you'll find us entertaining to watch perform live. We're just trying to make it so, no matter what, somebody's got a reason to like it. Well, you guys are entertainers, performers. You're not just musicians. And nowadays, you've got to set yourself, uh, a, well... From the rest, right? Yeah. So you're actually offering the full package, and because of your professional backgrounds, you have a good mix of um, musicianship, engineering, photography, etc. You've got the whole package going. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very, um, it's definitely a blessing, and it's it's kind of nice to. I mean, we we definitely we definitely utilize every factor. Now, don't get me wrong. We we definitely it. That also causes a lot of stress, though. Um, Self-producing, we actually have, we're doing an article, actually, uh, with, this, with a, another magazine that wanted to talk to us about self-producing mm -hmm. all of our own material. And it's, I, I mean, from a personal standpoint, since I'm the one that actually does, you know, actually record it all, it's very stressful to work on your band's own material because it's the same thing as, like, picking out your own car. You know I mean? you got to know exactly what you want, and you'll get picky. It's... You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'll take that car, or I'll just take this, or I'll just, that's fine. It's like, it makes, it makes us almost, I mean, it makes us drive us crazy at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's very difficult to self-produce, mm -hmm. but. Because you got to put yeah. yourself in a producer's shoes as well and think, what would an outside ear hear and think, though, maybe we could add this, or maybe we could add that. But we're trying to put ourselves in the person on the outside's shoes, which is difficult, because obviously we're members of the band. But it's also it's also satisfying that we are doing it ourselves, and and it's getting recognition because we it, it, it helps us get better each time. Each CD we do is everything everything we've been, yeah everything we've been writing. You know, we have twenty songs ready for a full length too, on top of the second EP already almost being done. I mean, for all we know, we could end up using three of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. we we just we continue to write every. Right now we're trying to finish our content, but as soon as we're done with that, it just goes to the writing and perfecting our live set even more. But other than that, yeah, I mean it's it's a blessing and a curse to have to have what we have. And but I definitely say it's much more of a blessing Absolutely. than a curse. Yeah. But it is there is ups and downs. People people think, oh well, because they can do all their stuff themselves, everything's easy for them. No, it, it's, it's a it's lot of work. Probably three times as hard now to be since we have to do it all ourselves. Because all we have to rely on are ourselves. It's like, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's why it's, it's so much pressure. But it's gratifying in yeah. the end to see something that you created uh, come into fruition. Yep. It's funny. I think the hardest part would be criticism of yourself. It's kind of hard to be objective. Oh, yeah. Oh, and well, yeah. we're all pretty, we try to stay pretty humble and pretty modest. And uh, I personally, or personally, personally, <laughs> I am someone who thinks that no matter how good you are, there's always somebody better than you. So every time you do something, it should be just a chance to try and expand your skill set. And uh, 
I'm always listening to stuff that I do vocally, especially thinking, oh, I should have done this different, or I could have done this different, and then that, I'm, I'm my own biggest critic, I guess. That's that's the hardest we part, all, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... We don't do anything unless we all agree on it. It has to be a majority. Like, even if it's a simple guitar riff, every single aspect of our song, nothing would get put on the CD if we all didn't agree yeah. with it. Everything and, and, is a compromise. Everything yeah. is... Even if... Uh, it's got to be majority sometimes because there are times where you, you know, you got five people in a band, not everybody's going to see eye to eye on the same thing all the time. But with that majority rules, uh, you need to find a compromise to make that person happy. So everybody in the end, when we have this finished product, is completely satisfied with it. It's funny because sometimes it's hard to have a democracy. Sometimes somebody has to put their foot down and then if, if it's majority rules, the person that didn't want to do it might feel resentment. And that's when you have a lot of stuff brewing. And it's hard when you have five people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, we're very gifted to have, uh, we're all understanding people. And I'm happy to be involved with a group of people that can put their own egos aside. And even if they are outvoted, people get, you know, everybody gets a little irritated when things don't go their way. That's just human nature. Mm -hmm. But... We all, as a whole, have the ability to, when, you know, when it's not going to go our way, it's just not going to go our way, and we accept that, and then we come up with that compromise to make sure that that person that didn't get their way is in turn happy. Mm -hmm. Now, here's going to be an off-the-wall question. Uh, here you guys are, alternative pop-punk band. What's something about each of you that is the antithesis of that? something perhaps nerdy or trivial that about you oh uh, what do you mean oh geez uh i talked to a musician recently and he admitted he liked taylor swift <laughs> oh i got you then i got you. <laughs> and i was like whoa <laughs> oh, because he he, he was like an alternative you know and it just it came out of left field <laughs> oh yeah no, I think that's great. I mean, to be honest with you, well, aside from this band, you know, musically-wise, you know, we're all huge. I know myself and Nick, uh, the other guitar player, we do a lot of hip-hop production. That's primarily what I work on is hip-hop and, and pop. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I speak on behalf of everybody, but, I mean, Justin Bieber's new album, we don't care. We, we have no shame, no shame in our game for saying that we are believers. We love that album. It's absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> okay. I love Taylor Swift's yeah, last Taylor album. Swift is great too. It's incredible. We listen to all kinds of music because that music, that is written by some of the best people in the game. Whether you people think, oh, it's so easy. No, it's not. Because if it was that easy, you'd be in that position. And True. we take what we listen to for songs like on Bieber's album, like um, the one he did with Ed Sheeran. I can't, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, love Yourself love yourself and mm -hmm. songs like that so the simplicity of it and taking that and we how can we translate that into our oh, yeah. music we try and take aspects of everything that you hear on the radio i listen to a lot of radio music one of my favorite bands of all time is Brood five yeah. uh and it's just you know good music is good music it has no bounds as long as it has substance to it as long as there's meaning and you know it's it's all great i you know i listen to everything from johnny cash to like i said slipknot to uh Adele, I love Adele. Yeah, Adele's amazing. I just watched her last night actually perform in New York City. Yeah, Adele's incredible. She's too good. That's not even fair to be that good. <laughs> so, 
But that's for, I mean, we're not too, we're not, you know, we're, we're kind of weird. We're just very relatable people. We don't try and be anything that we're not. You know, we love video games. We all play, except for Nick. Nick doesn't like video games. Nick yeah, just like, he's a Nick, about video Nick games. just like, Nick loves music, but for all the rest of us, we love, you know, we play video games. Go games. movies, we hang out, just, uh, we just act like a bunch of goons. God, a lot of so many video games, I can't even begin to. Yeah. I have a comic book collection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know, but all that is just stuff that I was, we were all raised around, and it's just that's where that sense of creativity comes from. Uh, some people say it's a little childish, I guess, but uh, I think if you're not a little childish, then you're living a very dull life. Yeah. So, what's on the horizon in 2016? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, geez, there's so much going to go on in 2016, and realistically, we're kind of releasing. Realistically, we're, it's the start to Banshee Pound in a way. I mean, we're releasing oh, yeah. the story, the riches, and we have four music videos coming out in early, like right away in the early part of the year. And then, you know, we are in talks with a few labels right now, and we're hoping for the best from those and uh, how that works and if we can follow up with them. Um, we do have a, um, you know, we have uh, a producer again coming in from, you know, Mark McCluskey is. It's coming in to do another song with us in January, actually. Uh, we're, that's a big test to a lot of future things happening. Yeah. Doing that song is kind of kind of a it's kind of a test in a way. It's, it's like okay, we'll see how this one goes, and then that can determine a lot of different things. Because realistic, what's cool is nobody has heard our second CD yet, and that's like what we are. That's like almost our bread and butter right now. On top of our content, is our second CD is we're very proud of it. We can't wait to. Unfortunately, it's going to be so long before anybody actually gets it. any public sees it, but and hears it. But um, but yeah, we we're just kind of hoping for the best. I mean, we really feel that 2016 is is the year that we will put our mark on the map. We're going to make a statement. That's what we're hoping for in 2016, and we really we really are confident in what we're going to be able to do. I think I think it's our year. I do. We really do feel like. 2016 is going to be the start and the statement that we're going to make as a new band. We're a plan, uh, a plan A, B, C, and D band. We have uh, a general idea of what we're going to do ourselves. Because even if nothing were to happen, we still have a game plan uh, that we're going to follow. And we know what we need to do, and we have people in the industry that are guiding us along the right path. So 2015 is as much of a mystery as it's not for us. Uh, there's a lot of things that could come up and change what we're going to do, but for the most part, like Anthony said, all the things that he said, uh, that's pretty much what we're going to be doing, just releasing content and working our way to where we need to be. And probably touring, assuming everything goes as planned in the summer, you know, spring, summer would be ideally when I'd love to start touring, uh, assuming, again, something would allow us to be able to do that uh, would be the goal, because I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait till I get to go other places. It'd be, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a dream, and it's hopefully going to happen very soon. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks.